and welcome to today's podcast presented by the Council of Institutional Investors. I'm Amy Boris, CI's Deputy Director, and I'm speaking with Robert Posen, Senior Lecturer at the MIT Sloan School of Management and Senior Fellow at the Brookings Institution. Our topic today is misleading disclosure of CEO pay targets. Specifically, many U.S. public companies are using quote-unquote adjusted earnings in setting incentive compensation for their top executives. But these adjustments are poorly explained in proxy statements and typically overstate performance as measured by U.S. generally accepted accounting principles, also known as GAAP. This is important because shareholders now vote regularly on the compensation of the top executives of public companies. GAAP numbers are the standard for financial statements that companies file with the Securities and Exchange Commission. However, companies increasingly are using adjusted earnings in setting the performance targets that top executives must hit to earn incentive pay. And most proxy statements do not explain why the company thinks the adjusted version of earnings is the appropriate measure for evaluating corporate performance. Because of this, on April 29th, CII filed a petition with the SEC asking the agency to require companies to do two things in the compensation discussion and analysis section of their proxy statements. We think companies should explain why they're using any adjusted earnings metrics in setting executive compensation. And second, we believe they should reconcile adjusted earnings metrics to their GAAP financial figures. Our petition was informed by research by Professor Posen, which revealed large discrepancies between the GAAP income and the adjusted earnings metrics used to set executive compensation by many companies in the S&P 500. Professor Posen also, together with SEC Commissioner Robert Jackson, wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal recently about this research. So let's get started. Professor Posen, how many S&P 500 companies reported adjusted earnings in their proxy statements, and how significant are the differences between GAAP and adjusted earnings? Amy, the number of companies reporting adjusted earnings has been climbing over the last two decades, and now over two-thirds of all companies in the S&P 500 report adjusted earnings. And the differences between their adjusted earnings and their GAAP numbers can be dramatic. My study found 57 companies in the S&P 500 whose adjusted earnings were 50 to 100% higher than their GAAP earnings, and another 36 companies whose adjusted earnings were more than 100% higher than their GAAP earnings. That is startling. So how are adjusted earnings used by the compensation committees of public companies, and do committees explain to their shareholders why they use these adjusted numbers rather than GAAP? Almost all companies with large differences between their adjusted earnings and their GAAP numbers use the adjusted earnings as critical performance targets in setting the compensation of their top executives. But most compensation committee reports, which are all included in the company's proxy statements, do not do a good job of quantifying how much these adjusted earnings differ from GAAP and do not do a good job of explaining why these adjustments are necessary to the decisions they're making on incentive compensation. So how do these deficiencies in compensation committee reports affect investors? Well, they're very important for investors because investors cast votes on executive pay at U.S. companies usually every year. But even sophisticated investors would have a hard time understanding the adjusted metrics used by most compensation committees. To vote intelligently, 
Investors need full transparency on how these committees are setting incentive pay of their top company executives. For sure. So are adjusted earnings simply bad numbers that companies should not be permitted to report at all? No, there are some good reasons to use adjusted earnings to assess corporate performance, such as one-time restructuring costs in connection with a merger. But without a good explanation in the proxy statement, it's very difficult for shareholders to distinguish between a legitimate adjustment and an accounting gimmick. So what should the SEC do to clear up the confusion about the use of adjusted earnings as a performance metric for executive compensation? The SEC should adopt the petition filed by the Council of Institutional Investors. That petition asked the SEC to adopt two requirements. First, require public companies to explain in their proxy statements why they think adjusted metrics are the appropriate scorecard for awarding incentive pay. And second, to include a quantitative reconciliation of their adjusted metrics to GAAP. A few companies already meet these two requirements, so they clearly are feasible. Well, thank you. That concludes our discussion. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Bob Posen, for joining me. If you have any questions or comments about his remarks or about the Council of Institutional Investors, please contact me at amy at cii.org. That's A-M-Y at cii.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Voice of Corporate Governance, brought to you by the Council of Institutional Investors. The Voice of Corporate Governance is a free, non-sponsored podcast that highlights critical developments in corporate governance and other important issues affecting institutional investors. The views expressed by those interviewed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CII or its members. For more information on CII and its policies on corporate governance, please visit our website at www.cii.org.